So yeah, welcome again. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Today we're gonna have a Q&A about time management. Okay, and my intention for this call is to, to answer any questions that you may have about time management. I do have a, a course on the topic. I also have published several tracks on time management and I am happy to share some of the topics that I talk about through, throughout the course. Uh, and I'm sure that, that that may spark some questions from you. But if you have a specific question that comes to mind right now, uh, feel free to share it in the chat. And in the meantime, uh, I would like to just do a grounding exercise. If I have your permission, uh, I invite you to, to close your eyes if you feel comfortable, uh, get comfortable and just take a couple of deep breaths with me while you listen to my Tibetan singing bowl. Thank you so much for doing this practice with me. Uh, hi Darcy, hi Melissa from Colorado. Welcome to this to the session. Happy to have you here. So, do you guys have any specific questions about time management that you would like to ask? And I'm happy to share. In the meantime, um, when I created the course about time management. Some of the key things that I thought were important when we are talking about time management are first becoming aware of your current situation. Uh, awareness is really, really important in everything really, in healing, in time management, in getting organized. Uh, becoming aware is the first step to producing change. So you have to become aware of your current situation and then you have to become aware of your frustrations. And frustrations are all about understanding what you don't like so that then you can take those frustrations and you can flip them into what is it that you want instead. So frustrations are annoying, <laughs> but they are a beautiful entry point for you to start discovering what you need to work on, what you need to change, what you want to flip. Okay. Um, Beth says, can you please talk about keeping focus and not being distracted by other priorities? Uh, Beth, beautiful question. Uh, some of the things that I also talk about the course is uh, executive functioning skills because they are very, very important for time management. And one of the skills, it's, uh, it's uh, attention, attention and focusing, being able to focus on a specific task for a specific amount of time. And then your question is, how can you keep focus and not being distracted by other priorities? So first of all, it's awareness. You have to become aware of what are the priorities that are competing in your mind. Maybe you can do a brain dump where you write all those priorities down on a piece of paper and then you go 
through each of those and you feel them, basically you look at them and then you will notice by emotion which one has more charge and hopefully you will get more clarity about which one is the number one right now for me. Another important piece is to really become aware of what does that priority require from you? Uh, how much time do you need to put into that priority? What are you expecting to get done? And maybe can you break down that priority into specific tasks that are doable and not overwhelming? So that's another, another strategy that you can explore so that you can get things done without being a very big task and then you won't be able to finish it and you will get distracted with something else. Uh, another skill that I invite you to use here, Beth, is metacognition. Metacognition is your ability to be present. It's your ability to observe what you are doing. Okay? Uh, doing this is going to help you first become aware when you are getting distracted and then you will become aware of what is the other distraction that is pulling you out of what you are currently doing. And then hopefully when you become aware in the present moment, you can then get started doing something different. A beautiful strategy that I think works really well is the Pomodoro technique. That strategy uses a timer and then you are setting windows of time. The Pomodoro method talks about setting 20 minute intervals where you put the timer for 20 minutes and you focus on a specific task. So you decide prior to, I am going to do this, and then you put the timer for 20 minutes. When the timer goes off, you have five minute break. So you get up, you relax, you drink a glass of water, you move, you do whatever you need to do. And then you do another 20 minutes, another Pomodoro. And then you do another five minute break, and then you do another 20 minutes, and then you take a longer break, 15 to 20 minutes. And then you repeat the process. That Pomodoro technique, I invite you to tweak the length if you need to. You don't have to do 20 minutes uh, focus time and five minute break. You can play with those until you find what works for you. But that structure is going to help you stay focused for longer. If 20 minutes seems daunting for you right now, start with five to 10 minutes and then try to tame yourself into start doing that. Don't get distracted, put the phone in silence, don't have distractions around you, let people know that you are focusing on something important and then hopefully you will start creating the habit and then you will be able to start focusing longer in whatever task you are deciding to do. Okay, I hope that that's helpful. Those are some pieces that you can explore. Uh, again, I invite you to take the course if you want to go deeper. Uh, and let me know if you have any further questions about what I shared. Melissa says, my job can have me switch tasks a lot. Is there a way to help this so I can focus better? Yeah, Melissa, in here, when you are switching tasks, what you are doing here, you are multitasking and you are using a, a few executive functioning skills, okay? You are using a transitioning, okay? Transitioning or shifting your energy and your mind mindset from one task to another. So there is one skill and that transitioning requires most likely time. It requires physical something to get ready, depending what task you are doing. Maybe you have to get something ready. So physically speaking, you need to maybe move to a different location. Maybe you have to get a book, you have to get something, tools, 
you have to open the computer in a different place. So that transition in time can be physical, can be mental, can be emotional, can be also social and communication wise. Maybe you have to communicate with someone when you are transitioning from task to task. And then there is task initiation and task completion. So those three skills are, they go together in this specific example that you are mentioning. Uh, and then my invitation for you will be to really think about, so Melissa, I don't know what kind of job you do, but if I were working with you one-on-one -on -one, trying to coach you into improving the way you work, I will look at your work as a whole. I will look at what kind of tasks do you do? How can we group them together in a different way? How can we reduce that transitioning and that task initiation and task completion as much as possible? So for example, in my work, I have to do computer work. I have to do creative work that I need to be in a different mindset. I have to do communication work. Uh, I have to do this kind of work like life calls. So I have kind of different, but if you look at them, I have like five or six kind of windows of, of tasks that I normally do. So I try not to jump from one to the other to the other every day all the time. I try to create theme days or theme times throughout the day. Maybe I say Tuesdays and Thursdays I do this, uh, Wednesdays I do this, Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays I do this. If you cannot do this by days, you can do this by hours. For example, maybe from 9 to 10, I am going to do all my communication, all my emails, all my text messages. Maybe from 10 to 10, 15, I'm going to take a break. From 10, 15 to 11, I'm going to maybe do something that is more creative. Uh, so it depends what you are trying to do. I will try to reduce that transitioning, <coughs> that transitioning as much as possible. Uh, Melissa says, I work with numbers and for a small business. Um, yeah, so really think about that. I would really think about what kind of tasks do you need to do? What, what are you finding yourself transitioning from? from? And then uh, if you can give me a bit more information about what are the, the tasks that you have to complete throughout the day and what is the specific frustration that you are noticing? If you can share more about that, uh, that will be really, really helpful and I can expand more on that. Um, Matilda, he has a free course on Inside Timer that explains in depth. Amazing. Yeah, you can, uh, I do have a um, free tracks, audio tracks on Inside Timer too that you can listen to if you are not a members plus. Uh, okay. Can you explain what you mean by executive functions? So Matilda, executive functioning skills are skills that we all have and use. They are skills that allow us to, to manage how we, how we think, how we feel, and how we act. And there are quite a few of them, but there are normally 12 to 15 of them. And I created a specific course just on executive functioning skills. And I mention them a lot because they relate to time management, they relate to self-care, they relate to communication, they relate to organization, uh, to everything in life. Basically, some of the skills that allow you to, to, to notice how you think, uh, they are working memory, uh, metacognition, and uh, so metacognition is allows you to be present, allows you to reflect, allows you to, to observe yourself from the distance kind of thing. And then uh, 
from there you can notice what you are doing and you can start hopefully doing something different it's like you are watching the movie of your life and you are the main character when you are watching it from the outside you can notice oh i'm doing this i'm doing that i could change that i will do this differently next time that this situation happens so those are really good then you have for example uh, emotional self-regulation it's another very important skill executive functioning skill that allows you to manage the emotions that show up throughout the day sometimes uh, people procrastinate for example we procrastinate because a task is scary overwhelming we don't have all the information we are afraid that we are going to fail so that is a, a an emotional self-regulation challenge okay and that skill allows you to to take that that strong emotion that you are experiencing and hopefully manage it in a different way and and then you have impulse control impulse control is another skill that is very related to emotional self-regulation and that is when we impulsively react to a trigger uh, automatically without thinking and when you become aware of that you can then start doing something different so you combine you will combine the emotional self-regulation to to manage those emotions you will combine the metacognition that allows you to to come to the present moment to create a little bit of space to see yourself from the distance and then you are going to create a pause between the trigger and the action so you are not going to this happens i'm gonna do this you are gonna this happens wow i'm feeling this i notice it i observe it but I don't do something automatically, unconsciously, that most likely you are going to regret. You will think about it, you will reflect, and then you will intentionally uh, take an action that makes sense to you. And then some of the skills for how we behave, how we act, they are task initiation, task completion, transitioning, prioritization, organization, time management. Uh, so there are a lot of those skills that you can explore and you can learn more from um, so there is audios that i made here and they are available on inside timer for free i have a full length course if you are a members plus you can take that course too so it's a it's a really really interesting topic that i invite you all to become aware of and to learn more of um, hi ella uh, have you tried a visual reminder whiteboard setting phone alarms yeah those are really wonderful strategies to to help you remember what you want to do right uh, any kind of visual reminder having a whiteboard having a vision board like i have behind me uh setting alarms to remind you of something that you want to do is really really important when you want to create a new habit or when you want to avoid getting distracted uh, easily uh, those are really good strategies. Thank you, Ella, for, for sharing them. So Melissa says, it's more of my boss giving me projects while in the middle of a project they gave me. I do invoicing and keeping our warehouse up to date. I am a, an administrative assistant. Uh, yeah, so Melissa, um, when it comes to this, you have to discover how you work best, how you are most efficient, right? And sometimes your boss is going to give you work, but at the end of the day, what he wants you is to get the job done, right? Uh, but how you do it, I don't think that he cares about that because as long as you get it done, 
he will be happy if you just get it done the best way possible. Sometimes we function differently. So in your case, you have to discover how you function best. So for example, when I was working back in Barcelona, like 10 years ago in a company, I remember that my boss was always, he always said, I don't allow anyone to work from home. It's just a policy. No one works from home. And I remember I had a, a, a workmate. Uh, he was like me. He was a, he was designing big like electricity and computer networking. And, and sometimes the price were very big. And when you are designing something and doing a, a, a budget, you have to be in the, you have to really be centered. You, you cannot be distracted. And I remember that, that <laughs> he was doing a very big project and the big boss came and said, uh, you have to finish this by the end of the week. And then I remember he said, if you want me to finish this by the end of the week, tomorrow I won't come to the office. I will stay home. And the boss said, no, no one was from home. So then I, I won't promise you that I will finish it because here I get interrupted. Every five minutes someone comes to ask me a question and I cannot focus. If you let me go home tomorrow and stay there all day, I promise you that by the end of the week it will be finished. So that said, the boss said, okay, and then he finished the project. And then guess what happened? From then, he had the flexibility to stay home when he needed to. And the boss wouldn't tell him anything because he knew that that's what he needed. And he would be home just working on that project, but he would finish it. If he was at the office, he would be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and he wouldn't have the concentration time, enough concentration time to finish it. So he set a specific standard that he needed. And so I invite you to really think about that. How can you do your work better? Is there a specific uh, strategy that you think you can try? Uh, Emilio, please see Darcy's comment above regarding prioritizing and distractions. So let me see. Uh, can you ignore the new projects until you complete the one you are working on? Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question. Can you ignore the new projects until you complete the one, the one you are working on? Can you put that on your boss? Uh, say, listen, if you give me this new project, then the old one is not going to get finished. So which one do you want me to focus on first? And then you are asking him or her what he or she needs. And you don't have to make that decision, right? Um, so let me see. Um, so Ella, I don't know if I responded to that comment that you are talking about, Darcy's comment. Uh, but if not, I will invite you to copy and paste it again. And I will, I will try to comment on it. Um, when is your class? What class, Nerissa? Uh, some yes, some no. I do ask each morning what is top priority. Yeah, so Melissa, I think that this is something that hopefully you will get started to understand how do you function best? How can you group the tasks together in a way that you can get them done efficiently uh, in the less amount of time possible without getting distracted? And how can you avoid doing too much multitasking because when you are multitasking when you are switching from task to task especially if you are doing something that is physical in the warehouse and maybe you go to the computer to do numbers and then you go back to so sometimes that is a lot of work for our brain and sometimes 
you need time to really regroup and say, where was I here? Uh, if you didn't finish that task, you have to come back to this and then you're going to need a little bit of time to, to remember where you were at. So that, that's a lot of wasted energy and time that if you can avoid multitasking too much, you are going to gain that time and energy to completing the tasks more efficiently. Um, I'm not able to copy paste it. So let me see if I can find the comment from Darcy that you guys are talking about. So she says, I was just laid off from my company after 22 years in October. I headed the job industry and I get a year pay with benefits. So it's a good thing. I will start looking for a job in January. My brain has been so scattered. I create calendars. Sorry, it moved again. <laughs> I create calendar reminders for things I need to do each day, but I keep getting distracted by other things. How do I stay on track? So Darcy, a few things I will invite you to, to explore, okay? Uh, first, if you can, check out executive functioning skills. Learn about them, okay? Second thing, I will recommend that you listen to, I have a, a live session that you can find on Inside Timer about creating your ideal week. Uh, that is a, a beautiful exercise that is going to challenge you, but at the same time, it's going to help you gain that structure that you are trying to create. And structure doesn't mean that you're gonna lose flexibility or freedom, quite the opposite. Sometimes you have to create structure so that you can be free. You, can, you have to create structure so that you can be intentional. You have to create the structure so that you don't have interruptions and everybody else knows what you are doing. So I will invite you to check that exercise, uh, creating your ideal week. And also the course about intentional time management, I will recommend that you take that because it goes into emotional and mental processing that I have the feeling that you need. It goes through the awareness exercise. Uh, it goes through communication, healthy boundaries, saying no, uh, etc. And then all those things combined uh, are going to help you start creating structure in your life. And sometimes creating structure means on Mondays from this time to this time, I'm not doing anything. I don't have anything scheduled and that is my intention. So it doesn't mean that you need to have something to do every minute of the week. It doesn't have to be that way. In my week, I have things I have to do, but I have a lot of flexible time that I don't put in there what I'm doing. I just wait for me to get there and then I, I feel the moment. It's like, what am I feeling now? Do I want to work? Do I want to exercise? Do I want to be social and then I kind of go with the flow but I have a window of time for that and then after maybe I have to go and pick my daughter from school or maybe I have to go and do the grocery shopping or maybe I have to show up for a live session so there are things that are non-negotiable but there are other things that I create a structure of time and it can be flexible it doesn't have to say Emilio you have to do this specific thing okay um So let me see that the comments are on fire now. Uh, yeah, when you guys are talking about courses, so on Inside Timer, you guys have access to 
three tracks, okay? And on the search option, you can type a keyword. So for example, you can type time management, you can type executive functioning skills, you can type ideal week, you can type whatever topic you wanna look for, and you're gonna find a lot of exits, a, a, a lot of sessions in there, and you can filter, okay? So that's one thing. Another thing, you can find courses, okay? So you can filter by courses and then you can find the courses on that topic. So that's how you can find the information here uh, on Inside Tamiya. Um, I am a student, I plan my week's days, but when it is time to execute, I procrastinate by overthinking or watching YouTube content. Please help. So Anushka, thank you so much for sharing. And this is a clear example of an emotional self-regulation challenge that you are having, okay? So what's happening here? You have planned something, but when you have to take action on it, there is something there that, that doesn't feel right to you, and then it's painful to go through that, so you procrastinate it. So the way that I will look at this, if I were working with you, I will invite you to look at this from different angles. Okay, One angle will be emotional self-regulation, the other angle could be task initiation. What are you trying to, to, to start? Uh, the other angle can be task completion. So what you are trying to complete, uh, is it doable? Is it overwhelming? Is it clear when, when you are going to be done? And maybe redefining that. Another area maybe can be... Um, so task initiation, the transitioning. So maybe you are coming from doing something and then you have to start doing something that is completely different and you don't allow yourself enough transitioning time. So maybe that's another problem. Uh, maybe it's a communication problem. Maybe what you have to get done, uh, you have to communicate or you need to learn more from someone and you didn't get that information yet. And, and maybe having that conversation is uncomfortable. Uh, so these are some areas, some angles that you can look at this specific challenge that you are having and hopefully you will start finding answers, finding entry points for you to start processing, to start understanding, becoming aware. But one of the most important things here for you is to, to be able to, to be present with whatever is happening in that moment. So you're going to use your metacognition, executive functioning skill to be present to observe what's happening, to notice how you feel, and to give space to that. Don't run away from it. Just acknowledge it. Validate it. I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling like I cannot do this task. I am feeling fear. Whatever it is, write it down. Process it. What is underneath that? How can you change this task that you put in your calendar so that you can avoid, you can process this in a different way. Is it maybe redefining? Is it maybe having more information? Is it maybe reducing the time or increasing the time? Asking for help? Uh, what is it that you need to be able to move forward? Uh, so these are some ideas. I wish I could have you face to face and I could ask you questions. It would be way easier for me to, to help you go deeper with this. But hopefully, um, Hopefully that's helpful to get started doing this on a different way. <clears throat> so 
So I, I get very overwhelmed as a small business owner, doing all the things. Priorities change from day to day. Any suggestions on where to start creating structure? So Alisa, that was me a few years ago. Because I was my own boss, <laughs> that's beautiful. But at the same time, I didn't have structure. And every day was, if I don't have, if I don't know what I'm doing, every day was like, I don't know what to do. Because I have, I have a thousand things to do and I don't know when to do them. So that's why I did a, a grouping of activities, right? So I have to do social media. I have to do, I have to write blog posts. I have to create course content. I have to, I want to do um, live sessions on Inside Timer. I want to do public speaking. I want to work one-on-one -on -one with clients. So what I did, and I did this with my wife because we work together. So we, we designed our, our week. And we decided to, we, we tested different ideas until we came to the week that we enjoy the most. And that week is Wednesdays is the day where we work one-on-one -on -one with clients. We go to their home. That is the only day that we offer. Okay. Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are my online days. Those are when I do the Inside Timer uh, live sessions. And then I publish my podcast and I do all the online work. And then Mondays and Fridays, those are flexible days. Those are the days that maybe I do social media, maybe I create content, maybe I just relax. Uh, so I do paperwork, uh, I do maybe close the month, if we have to close the month, whatever. So that's how anytime I have a, a task, I will write it down so that I'm aware of something I need to do. And then hopefully you will place that in your week somehow and you will start creating structure in the different areas of your business. Uh, but sometimes it takes going through the process and experiencing the frustrations for you to start becoming aware and then start flipping those frustrations into the structure that you need. So hopefully that is helpful. Um, I wish I could join one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, too, but I am on limited means. Thank you for sharing your insights. Have you read them? We'll check the live too. Amazing, Anushka. Thank you for your question. Um, so let me see if I miss something here. In time where our attention spans are shortening, this is so needed. Thank you for the tips. Yeah. We live in a, in a world that we are bombarded by information. So it's more important than ever to to create intentional windows of time that we control to do what we decide to do. Because if we don't do that, something else, someone else is going to decide that for us. And most likely we're not going to like it. So that's why creating your ideal week um, is such an important exercise that it is very difficult and challenging. I agree with that. <laughs> but when you have a base to work with, it is your creation, it is your life, it is your week. And yes, life is going to happen. Sometimes you won't be able to follow it to the T, but you can fall back into that basic structure anytime you need to. And it's really, really helpful to have that written down. I tend to list to-do items, but not to do them. So you tend to do to-do lists, but you don't do them. It's like they are too boring or not important enough for me to initiate the task, even if it's simple to do. 
Yeah, so Emily, this is, this is normal. Sometimes uh, we don't even know why we are doing what we are doing. And I think that that's a great question. Just asking, why do, why do I need to do this? And reminding yourself of, of the importance of what you are doing. Because if you are doing something that you are in, uninspired by, so then the results are going to be pff, mediocre, right? But if you question yourself and, and you remind yourself, why am I doing this? I am doing this because I want to X. So for example, Emilio, why are you showing up every Tuesday and Thursday to do live sessions on Inside Channel? Well, because I want to, because that's my passion. I want to share my knowledge. I want to, to share what I learn with other people. I want to inspire others to, to become better people. I want to share what I have seen in real life examples with others so that they can become better people and they can do their craft better. And I will benefit from that too. Uh, and then every time I remind myself of why I show up, I get energized, I get motivated. Yes, it's true that sometimes you go through cycles and sometimes you question things, but I think that is a good thing because you have to decide something with passion, with intention. And that's why I do the exercise of uh, creations, right? Uh, I do what's called a creation. And that's basically, I take a journal and then uh, I go through different areas of my life. And then you can do this exercise too. And then you, you just write down the things that are really important to you, the things that you want to spend your time in and the priorities of your life in, in each area. And then you can look at it anytime you want to remind yourself of what you wrote down. So for example, this is one example, right? So it's a basic uh, list with bullet points. Uh, you can make it visual if you want. There are no rules, but it's a, a, a written form for you to write down what's truly important to you. What are the priorities? What are the goals that you would like to, to create, to work on? And then anytime you create a to-do list, whatever you're writing in there, hopefully when you write it in there, you remind yourself of why that's important and try to find a sentence that explains why that is important. Uh, sometimes creating an affirmation of everything that you are planning on doing and something that when you read it, you become inspired can help you take action and hopefully get more inspired. Creating structure on one's own is difficult. I really need external structure. You described doing it with Samantha. Having an accountability panel is key, I think. Uh, well, I, I did it with Samantha because uh, we work in the same business and because we are parents to Eva, so we have to manage that together. Uh, but if I was alone, I would do the same approach. Uh, like, she's not my accountability partner in, in that sense. Uh, she's, I, I basically have to take it in account. So it actually creates more, <laughs> it's more challenging because I have to keep in mind what she needs, uh, what she wants to do, when, and I have to put that in my week so that I can support her and she can support me with my things. If I was alone, it would be easier, okay? Uh, but yeah, you can use uh, an accountability partner too, um, but, but she's not checking on me in the things that I brought down for myself. Like, that's not her job. I don't ask that from her. Uh, that would be a lot of work, but... But you can, like if you have a good friend, if you have a partner, if you have someone that wants to do this exercise with you, you can, you can totally use, use each other as a accountability partners if you want. Um,
So let me say when I reread priority list like that, it seems like a different person brought it. I don't connect with what I have written. So Emily, that is a that is a beautiful awareness. Sometimes I do this creation exercise, and when I reflect on it a few weeks later, there are things that are not, not relevant anymore. And then I have to give myself permission to let them go. Say, okay, this was important at that time, but right now this is no longer relevant. So I don't want to give my energy and time to this. And I would scratch it. Maybe I see something, I read it, it's like, wow, that was a really good thing. And I totally forgot about it. So I want to make this a priority. So you can rewrite your priorities. And I think that that is necessary. That is a, a, a very important piece of the puzzle, right? As your life evolves, your interests evolve, your priorities will evolve too. So hopefully you can keep that list um, relevant. And the more you look at it, the more relevant you can keep it. And the more you look at it, the more likely you are to take action on the things that you that you want to take action on. And the less likely you are to get distracted with other things, the more likely you are to say no to things because you are aware of what you want to do and how much time that will take and the priority. Uh, So do you guys have any questions? I'm sure I missed something on the chat, but the chat is just flying. So I don't know. <laughs> Can't keep up with the chat. So if you guys have any other comments or questions, feel free to share them in the chat. I am paying attention to it now. Thursday lives are not listed on Inside Timer. What time? Yeah, so because I'm in the process of moving back to Canada uh, and Eva, my daughter, doesn't have school on this Thursday, so I cannot have a, a live call this Thursday. And the following week, we are moving, we are flying on Friday. And Thursday is going to be, well, we won't have internet at home anymore. Everything is going to be, we're, we're, we're going to be packing everything, so I won't have the time to do the call. And then I don't know what's happened, what's happening when I arrive back. I don't know when we're going to get the apartment back yet. So that's why there is nothing else booked, scheduled. But normally, if everything is fine, I normally do Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at this time. I do a live session, okay? That is the norm. But now, because it's also Christmas and we are in the middle of this transitioning time, uh, that's why you don't see the same consistency from me. Um, any suggestions for struggling to finish things, tasks? So Emily, a uh, suggestion when you are struggling to finish a task is to really think about the task completion skill that I talk about. So when you are starting a task, it's important to have in mind when are you going to be done? What does it mean to be done with this task? Okay, and I share an example with playing the guitar. If I sit down and I say, Emilio, you're going to sit down to learn a song on the guitar, most likely I will never finish because learning a song can take hours, right? You have to learn the, the chords, you have to learn the right hand, the rhythm, you have to learn the lyrics, 
So it's very unlikely that I will sit down and I will feel complete and I will learn the song. So that will make me frustrated. That will make me feel that I have failed and it will feel like I will never finish that task. But if I sit down with a different intention and that is where, when you are redefining what it means to complete that task. So I can sit down with my guitar with the intention of I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and I am going to practice just the chords. I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes and I am only going to practice the lyrics. So you see, I redefine what it means to complete that task. And maybe if you can make that task smaller, more doable, you will feel that you have completed that piece of task and you will feel more motivated and hopefully you will feel more inspired to keep doing it. So try to, that is one, one angle to look at it, okay? Um, so I really appreciate these tips. I am recently retired and even though I have so much more free time, I still struggle with how to organize, <laughs> prioritize. Yeah, Pamela, that's funny because uh, I have many people that have retired lately and when I ask them, how is it going? They always tell me like, I don't know how I had the time to work before because my days are full. <laughs> I am retired, but I don't have time for anything. So that, that means that when there is a void, when there is space, like it's gonna get filled with things. And that's why it's so important to be intentional. And it's so important for you to, to create the structure that you want, the structure that you enjoy. Because if you don't create it, something else, someone else, your life circumstances, your family circumstances are going to create it for you. And then you, are, you most likely will have control over it. But if you are intentional, if you define blocks of time, if you create boundaries, if you let people know what you are doing, uh, they are more likely to support you, to understand when you are not available and, and to accept a no when you can do it. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's interesting when you retire. Um, yeah, either set amount time or actual time completed, break down goal into measurable achievable tasks. Yeah, I, I think it's important uh, to really define what it means to complete that task. Sometimes putting it a time frame, I'm gonna do this task for 20 minutes. Sometimes it's a specific, uh, if you are doing something that is it's specific, so you can say, when I finish this part, I will be done. And I estimate that this part is gonna take me 30 minutes. So that will be completing this task. Uh, but if you get interrupted, if you are not very focused at that time, so there are many other variables that can make you not complete that task. And sometimes putting it at time, it's better than defining the specific task. Uh, but you can try the different approaches and see which one works for you. Um, so many fun things to do now, but many to-dos. It's a balance. <laughs> Yeah, well, congratulations on being retired. Um, I'm sure you deserve it after working. Uh, the unknown things can block our nervous system's ability organize and move forward. The unknown things. Yeah, so life is going to keep happening. 
as Becca says, many times a lot of unknown things, a lot of life events are gonna happen and they're gonna they're gonna make your life messier temporarily and that's okay. But when that happens, then after you can fall back into that into that structure that you created. So you don't have to be 100% rigid and say no to everything. Like if someone had an accident and, and they need you, like you're not gonna say, no, sorry, I have to do this. If it's not as important, you will, but that's not, hopefully that's not gonna happen every single day, right? Um, but yeah, you, if you want to move forward with something concrete, if you want to move forward doing a specific task, nurturing a hobby, uh, creating a career, um, whatever you're trying to do, you have to be consistent, you have to put the time uh, and you have to create some sort of structure to make that happen. So for example, with my, with my inside time, when I got started three years ago, I made the commitment of I'm going to show up twice a week, I'm going to create audio tracks, I'm going to cre create courses at least once or twice a year. So I committed to something specific and that was the foundation, right? And I kept showing up, showing up, showing up. And sometimes I didn't feel like it. But I reminded myself of the reason why I was doing it. And then same with the guitar. Sometimes I want to play the guitar. I want to learn new songs. And sometimes I don't, I don't want to just sit down. I just want to have fun while I do it too. Uh, so I try to make it fun. And I try not to, Emilio, sit there for two hours every day then it won't be fun for me. So it has to be something that is playful, something that maybe is not so intense, but every person is different and you need to find what that is for you. Yeah, you don't use a calendar to commit to when to spend time on what. Fix appointments, meetings, webinars, etc. So I, I personally, I use a calendar uh, and I put there everything that I commit to. I put it in there and I normally have to share it with my wife because we are a team and we have our daughter and we have to know when I am available, when she's not available. So I put it in the calendar and I put it with a time frame. But I also have, we also have flexible time, meaning many things don't have to happen at a specific time. So... When you are creating your week, there are tasks and things that you have to do <clears throat> that they are associated with a specific time, but there are other things that you can do anytime really, okay? So for example, if you wanna cook food, you can cook anytime you feel like. You don't have to cook at a specific day. But if you want to talk with someone and you make an appointment to talk with that person on Monday at 10 a.m., so you have to do that at 10 a.m. If you are going to the doctors and you have a specific day and time, you have to be there at that time. But so you have to, those tasks, they have to be scheduled uh, because they have to happen at that specific time. But there are many other things that can be flexible. And that's when you can play with, with that flexibility too. Consistency builds confidence and appointment for self. This is my time for it. Yeah, sometimes... Sometimes you have to get started. Sometimes you are unmotivated, but when you get started, then you will start feeling inspired and motivated. Sometimes you have to fake it until you make it. <laughs> have you heard that sentence? Fake it until you make it. Sometimes that is true. Sometimes you have to kind of force yourself into something and then hopefully when you start doing it, you start generating that energy 
and then things will start becoming better. Amazing. So, is there any other burning questions that you guys have before we end the call? And I'm really grateful that for everybody who showed up, for everybody who helped create this live call, because this is a, a teamwork. <laughs> we are all putting the energy into, into this call and creating this container. And I am so happy to be a part of it. Um, thank you, Jay. You're welcome. Uh, you came late, Janet, no problem. If you guys enjoy this call, as always, I, I accept donations. Uh, donations help me support my work and help me support my family. So if you enjoy what I shared and you can, uh, I will really enjoy receiving donations from you. Um, the next live session will be on Tuesday next week and it will be a Q&A about self-care. Okay, I hope to see you there. Um, Thank you so much, Elizabeth and Janet and Pamela. I need to prioritize taking your courses. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Becca says, I'm curious how to do the tasks for leaving your current home at the same time preparing for your life in Canada when you get there. Some unknown tasks are in your future. Yeah, so one step at a time, right? Uh, Becca, here we are finalizing things here. We have the flight. We know how much we can take there. We are packing. We are selling the things that we don't need. And we have a specific day when we are leaving the apartment. So things in here, they are just flowing now, but we kind of set that structure. And then when we go to Can when we get to Canada, we have to wait for the our flat to be available. And then we have to set that up too, because probably we have to move things around. We have to set things up. So yeah, one step at a time. Uh, <clears throat> good luck with your move. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for all your suggestions. Always an inspiration. Uh, where are you now? I am in Barcelona. I am in Barcelona. We did a sabbatical year here in Barcelona, in Badalona. That is a, a beach town that is close to Barcelona. And it's very close to my parents. And we came here to spend time with my family, for my daughter to go to school and learn Spanish and Catalan. And it's been a, a wonderful year. We are very happy. I'm very grateful. But now it's time to go back home. So yeah, we are going back to Canada, to Kitchener Waterloo on December 15th. Amazing, guys. So thank you so much for, for your presence. Uh, thank you so much for for your donation, uh, Linda, I saw, see your donation, thank you so much. And, and I hope that you guys can join some of my courses or maybe you can listen to some of my audio tracks until the next session. Uh, keep learning and feel free to ask any questions in my, in my circle. It's called Your Thriving Lifestyle. You can join that circle on Inside Timer, okay? Amazing, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next Tuesday. Okay? Um, adios. <laughs>